Good evening, gorgeous people. I'm Aaron Ryan, and welcome to the Big Brother After Show Eviction Interview. Tonight, it was the end of the road for Jules. Jules was an intruder, always a hard road for any housemate, but she proved super tough, but was evicted under very unusual circumstances. Jules, thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour. And yes, uh, unusual is a really nice way to put it, isn't it? It was fucking crazy. <laughs> well, let's go with fucking crazy then. All right. So before the whole Tim Brenton surprise, though, you were up against Drew with the whole house, you know, potentially voting. Do you think you would have been safe with the whole house voting? Or do you think it would have been the same result? Look, what Drew has this pull over people he has this like magic over people so we all know that he obviously has Tully under the thumb but he also had like Gabby under the thumb obviously him and Alicia had the room together so who knows what was said I think it would have been close but ultimately I think my um, my fate was sealed as soon as the house mums went up I think it's Drew's uh, smile I, I think it gets everybody that little cheeky smile that he's got well everyone loved like everyone loved him and I was um just, I was talking to someone about it and they were like, oh, he's the hottest person ever. And then I'm thinking, maybe that's why I went on when I, maybe that's where I went wrong. I was the only person in the house who didn't want to fuck him. And therefore we just, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, when the surprise dropped though, with Brendan and Tim having a single vote, were you feeling less or more confident at the time? Because I'm only going as a viewer. I just immediately thought that you were gone only for the fact that I did not think Tim would want to vote out Drew. Oh, I knew. Uh, you know what? As soon as they, as soon as, uh, you know, Sonia held up the eviction and she said, oh, wait, I thought my heart sank. And I thought if Tim Dormer has anything to do with yeah. me and Drew and this eviction ceremony, I, yeah, just send the car immediately. Send the car immediately. I knew I was gone. I knew that Brenton wouldn't be able to stand up for for Tim, but also like Brenton is a newbie and Drew essentially was a newbie as well. So unfortunately for me, it was probably like two of the worst people that could have been in that room. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so how hard really is it to be an, an intruder? Did you have any confidence that you could win Big Brother or did you always feel like you're on the back foot? Fuck no. I knew, I knew. And also I don't have the type of personality to just act like, uh, you know, dumb and uh, act, you know, be a Labrador that Brenton was. Like, I don't have that personality. I find it really hard to not lead. And you might have, you only saw little snippets of it, but every time we were having an OG, like, who are we putting votes on? I was always, like, pointing my finger because I, I, I was very cutthroat. And those people never, ever win, especially as an intruder. So even before going on, when my girlfriends said, What's, what's your hesitation? Like, what, why wouldn't you go on? What's the worst case scenario for you? And I said, the worst case would be I go in, I act like a wallflower, I act like everyone's best friend and like I'm meek and, you know, just tidy up after people and I get evicted anyway. And they said, mm. oh, babe, we'll just go in there and fuck shit up. So I, I didn't <laughs> go in to win. So how do you go with it, with, with a, I guess, a game play or plan? Uh, is, is it important to pick an alliance quickly or, or be a floater or or perhaps pretend to be a floater. I mean, what, what's the plan when you're an intruder? 
Oh my gosh. Well, the plan kind of went to shit because as soon I went in there thinking I'm a, uh, well, I'm a such a sucker for the underdog. Like I'm a very, even though I'm Kiwi, I'm very Australian in that way. We love an underdog. We love a good, you know, uh, rising from the ashes story. So I walked in thinking I'm an average Joe. I'm, I'm with the newbies. And then the, the OGs were the only people who was just bundled me up with such love on that first night. Yes, there was ulterior motives, which I'm watching back upon now. <laughs> so it kind of went to shit. And then unfortunately you do make quite literally make your bed in the OG camp. And I, my fate was sealed. Like I was done for. And I think hindsight is a beautiful thing because looking back on it now, it's like, ugh. when you side with the OGs not being an alumni, you were never an OG. Oh yeah. Um, well, you you got a bit of a, a look at a gameplay of another intruder, which was Brenton, um, and his initial plan was to play dumb. Uh, what did you think of his plan? Oh, I don't think that was a play, doll. <laughs> I don't know if that was a play. I think poor Brenton. God, he's good to look at though. And um, I mean, Jesus, thank the Lord for that body. If if Brenton and I have anything in common, it's yeah, thanking Jesus for Brenton's body. Um, <laughs> You know what? It, it works though, because those are the types of people that they will fly under the radar and that they, yeah, they're kind and they're nice, but they don't ruffle feathers. It's those people that fly under the radar and then they accidentally win a game like Big Brother. So I, I respect the hustle. So what do you think of his plan though, that when he decided he, he won a, a challenge and he put up Reggie, Dave and Estelle, um, which meant obviously that Dave left at the time, super smart or a Big Brother suicide? Hmm. I think, well, Reggie was always going to be used as the squeeze vote, but I guess it probably is a bit of a suicide move because when you put two people up, one of them is always like two, uh, one, if you put a power couple up, yeah, and essentially they were a power couple in their own weird way, yeah. one of them is always going to survive, always, and be back, back for vengeance, so uh, I guess it was a bit of a, a suicide move, but who knows? He's got the personality to go far. So, so how do you go with all the drama in the house? Like um, Tim having falling outs with Drew and also uh, Dave and Drew having dramas um, with Estelle and then Drew, Sam, Tully. In fact, uh, Drew comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, I hated Drew. <laughs> I hated him from the get-go. No, as soon as I – as soon as – I just spiked your mic then, sorry. As soon as um, – I walked in, You like he just wanted nothing to do with me. And we've openly said this, it, it didn't get shown, but when I put him, when I had my head of house um, puppeteering, when I was able to do a lot of things, I was able to pour three buckets on people and I poured them all, all on Drew. I made Drew sit out. And it, when I put him up, when I put him and Sam up, he took me aside to the garden and he says, if I go tonight, I need to know why you hate me. And I said, Is, do you really need to know why? You don't call me by my name. You just call me by the intruder. Every time I walk into a room, you walk out. You obviously don't respect me at all as a person. I'm just going to treat you exactly how you treat me, which is how I carry myself through life. And, you know, and he just says, yeah, that all checks out. So we, we even had a drama. So the, when, if everyone's hating on Drew, that was good for my game because everyone <laughs> knew that we did not like each other. I didn't intentionally, though, while having a go at Drew about all of the drama, but there was lots of drama in the house. I mean, what do you do? Is it, is it hard not being too involved? Because, I mean, it also has an effect on the relationships you have with people at the house. Like, I mean, do you have to side with them or do you just stay out of it? I mean, what do you do with all the drama? 
Uh, I was always siding with Estelle. Estelle's my ride or die. So, yeah. and I guess um, it's interesting because I almost think it came to my to my eyes eventually. I mean, as soon as I went in there, as you would have seen Reggie and Tim gunning for me, because every time there was a fight, I would side with Estelle and say, I don't like the way these people are treating you or Tim's fucking cooked or blah, blah, blah is doing this. And I think essentially like it was, I wouldn't say it was breaking up the OGs, but the foundation wasn't as solid mm, as yeah. they thought it was before I had entered. I kind of just pointed out to, you know, with Estelle, I was like, I can't put my finger on it. I just don't trust him. And I know you don't like hearing that because he's your friend on the outside, but I just don't trust him, babe. And, you know, and then they started fighting. So, um, but what happens when all this is going on? Yeah, you kind of, you would have seen it in a lot of shots. I'm, I'm quite literally in the middle of it for a lot of the shots because I'm always next to Estelle. So you kind of just have to back her in private but there's no use you also barking up and because I wasn't very supported in the house if I was to do something like that I'd be up the next day mm. I mean I'm guessing you would have watched um, all of the episodes aside from tonight's eviction a, a common theme from the evicted housemates is is so much stuff is not seen on air especially the connections people have with each other what's the biggest thing you can tell um, you know tell me about what was not on air? What was not on air? But, you know, who cares about all the friendships you make? I don't want to watch a TV show about friendships. I want the backstabbing <laughs> and I want the lying. Um, something that wasn't shown is I actually had a kiss in the spa. What? That's never going to be shown. Yeah, I got a kiss in the spa, yeah. That's uh, so I'm much. I'm trying to guess. What was it? Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't. Producers probably already hate me for telling you that much, but just let it be known. There was definitely a kiss in the spa. Um, some, so much is left on the cutting room floor, but I think for someone who works in media and you would understand, they have to have a good storyline. Like, I don't, I don't want to be – I'm not watching anyone playing, you know, holding hands and seeing Kumbaya. Like, I want all the flipping and I want all the betrayal. So give it to me whole. So if that's going to make a good show, so be it. Well, I probably can guess your answer to this question then. Um, Big Brother always has surprises. Um, but what do you think of the evictions that do not, like, transpire into actual evictions? Like when Sam, she, she pulled that thing that cancelled the eviction or Drew and Alicia went up to the mainframe. Um, I was going to ask if that's super annoying or that's just part of the game, but I'm, I'm guessing you're going to say, well, that's part of the drama, I guess. It's a part of the drama. As, as, a, as a person in the house, though, we were very clued onto it. And it starts to kind of mess with the way you vote because you're thinking, all right, if let's say we do all band together and get Tim out, he's going to just be brought back in and that man mm. will come after whoever was leading that rally. So it almost becomes this like abusive trap you get in because you don't want to say anything, but then so you start just throwing people out who are kind people but who don't have any backing, um, which kind of digs yourself in a bigger hole. So we were very clued on to the fact of like all the twists and turns and it did obviously get a bit annoying, but I get it. And yeah, I'd rather a better show for the viewer than what, like how I want my storyline to be. So were you actually a big fan of Big Brother? Um, did you know all of the OGs? 100%. Um, I grew up, I grew up on Big Brother like the rest of Australia did. I actually have my now job to thank for Big Brother um, up late. I, I reckon that's why um, I just talk about, you know, sex and dating, but because I'm horrific at both of them. Um, because of Big Brother up late and because of Friday Night Live games, I grew up on it. I actually auditioned back when it first came, like the three years ago. Mm. 
um, but very different life. I was working in corporate, had bloody jet black hair, like completely different. So then when it came around this time, I was like 100%. But then I was told I was going to be an intruder and I was a bit like, oh, I don't have a good run. But as soon as I walked into the house, I was like, oh, I get the vision. Mm. Five foot ten, looks fucking athletic, is really strong within themselves. Like, I so get the vision. Uh. I wanted to ask about that you had in your mind, and I think correctly so, that that you were gunning for Reggie because, I mean, let's face it, if if it was you and Reggie left standing, it would be very difficult to get up knowing that you know Australia knows who who Reggie is. The counter mm-hmm. to that is that if you get rid of someone like Reggie, um, and you get to the end, the Australian public dislike you for get rid getting rid of someone like Reggie. So it's a hard choice. Obviously, you went with trying to get rid of someone um, who you believe would, would beat you at the end. But is it, is it a difficult choice though? Oh, a hundred percent. And it was just done in retaliation. You would have seen that when I was in the closet and I was overhearing the conversation where I didn't realize they felt so passionately. I was none the wiser. I was probably a bit naive when I was in the closet and I was overhearing Tim and Reggie's conversation. And it was Reggie leading the charge being like an intruder has to go. I don't care which one it is. Get her out as well. I was a bit shocked. So then I, I kind of sat back and I thought, all right, if that's the way they're going to play, I'm, I'm not taking this line down. I have to do something. So I just started planting the seeds in people's mind about what happens. Okay, let's so I say I go tonight, guys. What happens after tonight? Like when, when, when are you going to actually make that move? Because it's only going to get harder the longer mm. that you guys stay in. And, yes, it was probably too premature, but it was just done in retaliation. Let's get to the panic room. Um, seriously, you would have seen the other panic room um, episodes now. You're, you're absolutely set up for failure. That laundry was just piling up um, more and more, and then they started dropping more stuff in. If you had have got close to winning that, they, they would have dropped in more laundry. I mean, the punishment was always going to play out. Now, I know you stopped for KSC, but I'm curious to know why people even bother. Seriously, why even pick up the iron? You, you've got no chance at all. I know, and you, I don't know if they show this or not, but Tully was really keen to get back out and keep doing her job. I was like, not a fucking chance. I am staying in this room. Like, she wanted to keep – she was like, okay, let's have two mouthfuls and then we'll go back out. I was like, sis, give it give it up. The jig is up. We are losing this, and I'm happily about to lose this as well. Um, yeah, no, you're definitely set up for failure and they're just going to keep throwing – clothes down and as my housemates will know that was my worst fear is was that room of doing all that ironing (laughs) you touched on this um earlier um but big question like the hindsight game so knowing what you know now and everything that's and you've watched the episodes what would you have done differently um if you had a do-over I probably wouldn't have sided with the ogs as hard I probably would have tried to say oh but then see this is the thing because of my personality, what they don't show is how much how strategic I was. I'm very cutthroat. If you're dead weight, let's just get rid of you. Like, I don't care about anything else, really. The only person who I truly cared about in that house was Estelle. So I think if I had my same mentality on the newbie side, the OGs would have gotten me out straight away. So it's hard to say what I would have done differently mm. because obviously from above, you're like, well, duh, just be friends with the newbies. But because I was such a strong strategic player, the OGs would have gunned for me even harder. So um, in hindsight, what would I have done differently? Probably just made more secret alliances. I didn't realise how many deals underneath deals were going on. 
I probably would have just given, you know what? And I probably would have voted Gabby out and kept Alicia in. A quick game of um, choose a housemate, Jules. I've done this with all the other housemates. Who, who's the most genuine in the house? Estelle. Um, well, then counter that. Most non-genuine, like they might, might appear nice, but they could be lying to your face. Tim. Mm. Um, most you would like to connect with on the outside. I'm guessing that's Estelle. You know what? Johnson. Ah. Mm, Johnson, yeah, very. We're both Sydney, South Sydney supporters, so and we love both love a chin wag and uh, giving it a good nudge on Saturday night. So probably Johnson. Um, what about the newbie housemate that you think could go the furthest? Like, probably Johnson or Alicia. Okay, interesting. Well, there was a bit of a theme with some of the housemates to start off with, but it's starting to change now. I mean, Taras was. Uh, uh, a big person everyone was saying early on and then it sort of flicked to Johnson now and now now Alicia and there we go. Um, mm. who, who would you like to win Big Brother? Well, apart from Estelle, because that's a boring <laughs> answer. I want to give you a good answer, hey? So that's who you're kissing what? in the spa? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll just say who I'm kissing in the spa. No, no I, want, I want the him out immediately. Um, <laughs> who do I want to win? I, I love a shark. I like people. So I want either Johnson or Alicia to win. I like people when I respect people that they're the person everyone goes to with go, when they go, who are we voting for? I fucking hate those people who can't, you know, who are told where to put those votes. Like you shouldn't be playing. Get out of the game. I want a shark to win. Right. On a personal note, Jules, um, tell me about yourself, like what you, what you do for, you know, living career, career wise and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, I'm a podcaster full time. So um, I host and produce my own, which is called Good Bitch. I created Good Bitch in 2020 because I was so sick of listening to podcasts that were very dream, believe, achieve, just drink lemon water and all your dreams will come true and everything. And I was like, okay, that's nice. But where are my girls who are shopping at Audi who have gotten blackout drunk and accidentally slept with their ex-boyfriends? Like, where are those people? So we made Good Bitch to really appeal to the girls who are really just trying to be just that, just trying to be a fucking good bitch. Whether you're on Centrelink or you're killing it at your job, like, we're the people's girls. Uh, and then I'm a, I'm a freelance podcast producer as well, apart from that. So where can people go? Is it, is it goodbitch.com.au or something like that? Uh, www.goodbepodcast. But honestly, just Good Bitch Pod on TikTok and on the gram. And uh, what about love? Are, are you in love or looking for love? What's, what's, what's on the love spectrum? Oh, I'm looking for love on every street corner, Aaron. Um, <laughs> I am always looking for love. I'm doing the 3 a.m. local sweep at my pub every Saturday. Uh, but no, I'm not in love at the moment. I don't know what to do with a boyfriend right now, but um, I'm open to the applications are open. I'll take <laughs> a max of four, four boyfriends at, at a time. I'm sure your DMs will start happening, with, you know, being on Big Brother. What's, um, so what's next for you? Just continuing on with the, with the podcasting? Are you looking at any other opportunities? Yeah, just podcasting uh, and just seeing where that takes me. I would love to create a dating show or something to do with dating. I think we need, I need to help the, the girls of Sydney out a bit. Um, but, yeah, just desperately searching for love and getting too blind on the weekends. Beautiful. Um, Jules and Intruder, it's, it's always an uphill battle, but um, you gave it everything you, you had. Great in the challenges, great player, um, and, and um, just an all-round strong woman. It's, it's awesome. The audience is looking forward to seeing you in the finale. Um, so thank you for joining me, Jules. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
And as we always say on this podcast, dream and believe and drink lemon water and be happy. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> get on the white wines, doll. Get on the white wines. <laughs> just joking. Uh, that was Jules' 10th evicted from Big Brother 2022. That's it for tonight. Thank you for listening. I'm Aaron Ryan. I'll be back with the 11th eviction very soon. Good night.